Are we live? We live. Are we live? <laughs> nice. We're live. All right. Welcome, welcome to Straight Up Sports Talk with Josh and Chris. My name is Chris, a.k.a. C-Stouse, S-T-Y-L-E. I have it, you don't. And with me, as always, is the man who needs no introduction, Mr. Crockett. How are What's you, brother? Hot? What's happening, my dude? I'm good. I'm ready for another episode. Let's get to it. Episode three. We're doing it. Okay. So, man, um, first and foremost, you know I got to ask, how was your day? How did things go today? How was it? Everything's good, man. Today was a uh, no boxing, no jujitsu, but I just went ham in the gym, closed the garage, turned up the heat, got a good sweat, you know, trying to put on that weight. I'm into it, sir. I actually took a page out of your book, you know, got a little legs in today, trying to get this this horsepower, you know, get get my legs right. Cause I, uh, I saw you on that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm trying. I'm trying to get right, man. You know, summertime is coming. Even if we're still quarantined, at least I'm gonna look good in my house. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be lo- hey, we'll be looking good for social media. It's all good. Yeah, right. There it is. Cool for the masses, right? That's it. All right, man. So let's jump into it. What do we got? I think first things first, the biggest story of the NFL. Okay. Oh, yeah. Grant going to the Patriots. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Yes, I apologize. sir. Gronk going oh. from from the Patriots to the Bucks. I apologize. See, look at it. I'm, I'm so used to saying Gronk and Patriots. I mean, that that's their hand in hand, just like I said last time, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Right. You know, that's what you see. So yeah, um, I I uh, I actually saw on uh, social media too, which was really cool. Uh, Tom was actually picking up Gronk from the airport, you know, to go to Tampa or wherever they were going to train. I'm not sure or meeting up, but I thought that was really cool. Um, I don't even under- understand how that like went down, but I do remember the minute that it happened. I remember uh, me saying. <laughs> me saying that why would they get rid of rid of oj howard that makes no sense and now it makes sense (laughs) so now i'm eating my words uh as far as them only making the playoffs (laughs) um i think they win the division at this point um i also believe like they're gonna i feel like they make a run i i don't know uh i man i'm very very uh um i guess uh pumped about you know what's to come as far as that organization goes um i also uh, heard a couple rumors um i don't know if you did but uh julian edelman uh is uh, possibly going to join them as well yeah i think i saw something about that i i'm a little skeptical of that one okay i'd like to know more as to why just because i don't know who I don't know who the Bucks are going to give up for him, what they're going to pay him, and I don't know if the Patriots are willing to part ways with him. Uh-huh. Just because, like, okay, so the Patriots are either going to have Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham as their starting quarterback this next year. Okay, so that second guy, I don't even know. I don't even know he existed. I don't even know who that is. Um, he's, he, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not bad. He, he came from Baylor uh, a couple years okay. back. Um, I mean, okay. he, he, he did good there, but mm-hmm. – he doesn't have any NFL snaps yet, but I mean, like. So then, what year is that? What year is this for him? This is year. This is going to be year number three for him. Okay. 
And then do you know if he's like been back up somewhere else or like gained experience, gained experience in other organizations or nothing? He's got that uh, preseason experience. Okay. All right. Because I'm familiar with Brian Hoyer. I saw what he did with the Browns. He had moments, but, you know, nothing that, you know, to call call to uh, mom about. Uh, nothing that was like amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he doesn't have a big name, but he's not terrible. Like he can he can manage a game. Like people will think, oh, Brian Hoyer, get the hell out of here, you know. But it's like he's not terrible. There's worse quarterbacks in the league than him. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, I I don't know, I don't know what's going on with what you know what's going to happen for the Patriots um, as far as again the whole rebuilding stage. Yeah, because like, they're they're gonna they're gonna go through it right now. It, it's about to happen. Yep. Yeah, it it is. They're they're gonna have. I mean, they're still gonna be good because of Belichick, but they're not gonna be the Patriots that that we've known. So, do they make the playoffs? Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about playoffs? Do they make Do they make the playoffs? All right, Dick for meal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Dick. That's uh oh oh my god from Indianapolis. What's oh, his that's, name? that's right. Why am I thinking? I'm thinking of the the greatest show on turf, Dick Vermeil. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't think of his name right now. But that press conference was magical. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what what is his name? I have no idea. We should definitely look that up um, when we get due time, right? But but uh, that was that was a fun time. Yeah. So do do they make the playoffs? Like. I think because of the division that they're in, they do. I think. Okay. Yeah, but I have a couple, a couple like things uh, about Tampa Bay now getting Gronk. Okay. So you remember what several years back the Patriots had Gronk and they had Aaron Hernandez. Okay. They used that two tight end system real nice. Yes. So. What I don't understand, like obviously they know more than I do, but why wouldn't they hold on to OJ Howard and use that two tight end there in Tampa Bay? Like Brady knows and loves that. Well, I again I think that because of who Gronk is and what he's capable of as far as being a tight end that is able to go up against corners because of his size, his athleticism, and just you know for being that big and being able to be that elusive in that you know in that position i think that 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 you know that double tight end set that tom is used to or has had success with i think that they believe that gronk can you know make up for that other tight end that would be equivalent to or you know make up for the lack thereof of some of you know gronk's weaknesses if there are any so that's that's my take on that um I just think that they feel like Gronk is enough. I would love to see both of those guys together. Well, I mean, OJ, OJ Howard, you know, and Gronk uh, together would obviously be pretty amazing. But again, I think, like I said, I think Gronk w- might be enough, um, especially with Mike Evans. Um, you have Godwin as well. That was the other name that I couldn't think of last time. Um, you know, that's another, you, you got a really fast guy outside the numbers. Um, and then again, Mike Evans being big, mismatching on the outside. Um, so I, I just think that they feel like they may have enough. Yeah, which, which they very well could. 
and they got number twelve back there at quarterback now. So they they you definitely know, have yeah. enough. Yeah, a guy with a guy with six rings and a whole lot of intelligence. I think he knows how to put aces in their places. Yep. So, okay. So, but then now the next thing that I come to with Gronk is apparently he's weighing in at about two twenty five, two thirty right now. Ooh, that's big. He was two sixty five when he was playing with the Patriots. So then, does that make him better and more elis- more elusive? at that weight or does he like can he just not produce like like I'm trying to understand as to why that concerns you well because he's playing tight end he needs to be at least 250 okay and like part of the allure or whatever the the greatness that was Gronk was remember how tacklers used to just bounce right off of him that's fair yeah and like he could just barrel through people and just run through tackles if he's 225, he's weighing in right around, like, safety. Safeties are 210, 215. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, is he going to be able to put on the weight? Is he going to be able to put on good weight? Like, he's very, very lean right now. He's by no means out of shape. I think he's he's been doing the the wrestling, the WWE. So, <laughs> yeah. So, he's still I was going to talk about that. Yeah, he's still in good shape. I mean, wrestling might be choreographed, but you need to be in tip-top shape to do that. Okay, so I heard something. Uh, this is on topic, but also kind of, I mean, it's just kind of silly. It's for entertainment purposes. So Gronk is right now currently the uh, the holder of the 24-7 <laughs> championship belt. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, at any moment, he could be uh, <laughs> called out for a title shot at his belt. Now, I feel like what that means is, again, as far as entertainment, there's going to come a time where he makes a big play or, you know, he scores a touchdown and then you're just going to see some random, you know, wrestling uh, character or guy come out and with a referee and try and put him into a suplex or something. (laughs) I honestly feel like that that could happen. Dude, Just because you don't think so during a game? No, not a chance. Not a chance. Okay. Zero. I was just, I was just thinking about it, and I'm like, again, for entertainment purposes, like I feel like it would be, it'd be pretty entertaining and very funny. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but, but no, nah, that that can't happen. I, the WWE will will work some sort of storyline to, to get him to lose that belt. He won't even have to show back up to wrestling. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense to me. So, yeah. They'll just say that okay. he re- he refused. Like, the storyline, they'll say, is, oh, he refused to show up, so we're stripping him of the title. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, pretty professional, if you will. Right. Okay. So, that's that's it. I'll, I'll leave the, the Gronk and the Brady Tampa Bay situation alone. I just... I can't believe that. It's still mind blowing to me that. Oh, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely mind blowing that he came out of retirement. But again, I feel like that he he only came out of retirement, um, also fairly early, considering that his quarterback is again, as you said, like fifty seven years old. Yeah, right. So like, <laughs> I think he obviously still has something left in the tank, which is you know why he did the whole WWE thing to, you know, at least entertain himself or stay into some kind of shape. Um, I, I think that he saw that as a chance to possibly go chase another one within that division. Uh, that I think they win the division. Like I said, that division is not tough. Atlanta, Carolina, 
the, as hard as it gets will be New Orleans. The Saints will be the hardest matchup that they have. And I believe they're going to play them twice. Yep. And they definitely win one of those games for sure. Bro, do you know how old Gronk is? Uh, I do not, actually. Dude, he's only 30. He's still got some life left. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's fine. He did it because he had, again, he got his championships and he had his money. Yep. Go out on top. Yep. Like, yeah. So. Oh. Okay. And you know I don't like to be wrong when I'm throwing out statistics or, or information, so. Of course not. I apologize to the listeners for the Dick Vermeil. It is actually Jim Mora who was having There we go. So. Yeah, I'm just – I don't know why I was thinking of Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk. Yeah. I, I was thinking of those – yeah, but whatever. I, I was incorrect, but I want to correct that. And I appreciate that, and so did the listeners. And that's <laughs> only because you have so much information in that head of yours, and sometimes it just spills out. I do it all the time. <laughs> you do it more so than I do just because your statistics and – all the analytics that you hold up there can just be a little bit overwhelming for your brain. So I, I get so. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are we headed next? You got something for me. Oh, you're absolutely right. Okay. So I was actually talking to one of the homies about this. And I think this is really, really cool. Um, she, yep. I said she, uh, she brought it up to me and Uh, I was talking to her about the top 10 players with championships. And, you know, we got into that discussion. We figured that that one out. But then she goes, well, what about the top 10 players all time with no ring? No ring at all. And so I have my list. I don't know if you have yours. Um, I will I will go through my list. I'll briefly discuss as to why. And then we just kind of go from there. Um, So starting at uh, number 10, no ring. I'm going to go with Mello. You going 10 or 5? Oh, 5. We did talk about 5. Okay, so we'll go 5. We'll go 5. We'll keep it short because we know that these people have something to do. Well, I, I, just, I know you're, you're going to give your 5 and I'm going to give my 5. So there, there's okay. 10 right there. Okay, that'll work. Okay, so then coming in at number 5, I got Patrick Ewing at number 5. Okay. Um, he had to deal with a lot. Uh, one of one of which happened to be Michael Jordan, um, so that that could all that could definitely be tough. Uh, and then coming in at number four, I got Reggie. Um, I just don't believe that Reggie had a whole lot of help. And again, you know, he have he definitely dealt with a lot of uh, stiff uh, competition. Um, I got number three. Uh, we got Charles, Charles Barkley. You know, uh, having his time with the Sixers, and then. Uh, hitting his prime uh, with the Suns. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the only uh, player that he really had around him was Kevin Johnson, uh, which, I mean, you know, you can only do so much. Uh, and then coming in at number two, my boy, um, Allen Iverson. You know, that's, I mean, that, I don't think we even need an explanation. Uh, <laughs> having to, you know, like having to deal with the Lakers, with Kobe and Shaq. And still giving that series uh, something of a, uh, you know, a competitive uh, situation. Like, you know, that was still a very, very good series to watch. And we knew that Allen Iverson was going to do what he, like, do everything that he possibly could to um, put his team in a winning situation. Uh, And then uh, last but not least, um, I actually slept on this, this man. And then I had to reconstruct that list. But the mailman, Carl Malone, number one. 
Okay. I think I think he is top of the list of players that deserve the ring. Did everything he possibly could. Had to deal with Jordan on multiple occasions. I mean, that team, you had, you know, Byron Russell, John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek. Like, he had everything in place. Like, and they built, you know, they built the team around him. And he was just, you know, he was just awesome. Like, it's Carl Malone. Like, so um, I think he's the that, mailman. Exactly. He's the mailman. So I just think that he deserved a ring. And just based on the competition and, you know, the, the road to get there, he just had a, had a lot to deal with. So yeah. that's why I'm at with that. That's fair. So I'll probably go. I'm going to go with a, a little more current for my list. Okay. So I'm going to go number five. Russell Westbrook. Okay. I think I he like, gets one. I think he does, but we're just speaking yeah, yeah. without one yet, correct? Correct, yeah, of course. I mean, back-to-back, triple-double seasons, average, like, come on, that that's, it's never been done. Yeah, of course, you're right. So I'll go uh, with Russell Westbrook, number four. I'll go with, uh, actually, his teammate, James Harden. Okay, James Harden's a freak. He, he is that good. Yeah, that's the best ISO guy uh, of our generation. 100%. Yeah, and maybe all time. Really? Okay. Yeah, because think about it. He can shoot that three over anyone, and if he drives to the lane, he's either going to make the bucket nine out of ten times the layup, or he's getting fouled, and the guy, he's automatic at the free throw line. I think Melo in his prime is a better ISO player than James. Ooh, I, I, I got to argue that, but we'll get into that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that, but I, I and that could be just because I'm a big time Melo fan. But go on. So number three, I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. Ooh, I like it. Right, I think Maybe. that yeah, he's a freak. Number two, I'm gonna go with my man Paul George. Oh, of course. Right, you would, yeah, you would. PG thirteen, though. He's he, that's a bad dude. That's a two way player. Yeah, he's one hell of a two way player. And then number one, we're on the same page. Allen Iverson. Yes, sir. Yes. You hear it? AI, dude. AI, AI was, he was the man. Like game changer. Just, just yeah, he was just the man. Like he 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 could do no wrong on the court. Correct. For a guy that was six foot, 150 pounds, he could literally, <laughs> dude, he could, sorry, not literally, he could figuratively put his team on his back and carry them to a victory. Yeah. Like, he was that good. Yeah, yeah dude. That's why That's why I mentioned, you know, the, the, the fact that, like, Kobe and Shaq, like, having to deal with that in a series and making it competitive and making them have to play... I mean, we all know it, and everyone's seen it. If you're listening to this, you have seen the step over of Tyron Lue. That move, <laughs> that entire sequence, dude, that was just like, yo. he like It was one of those things, like, obviously he had already arrived, but it was like, I'm here, bro. Like, <laughs> we in here. Like, we, we're playing. Dude, that was, that was <laughs> ugly. Yeah, it was. All right. Um, and then are we going with my other topic that I have for you? That we are. Okay, so top five signature moves of all time. 
top five signature moves of all time. Um, coming in at number five for me uh, is that Tim Hardaway between the legs cross. All right. So he would, yeah, yeah. So he he puts you to sleep, and he go between the legs to the left, and then just bring it back real quick. And he's either got a layup, a dish, off to somebody else that's open, or just like a nice little pull up jumper within the paint. Um, the Kobe fadeaway at number four. Yep. I know, I know people might think that that should be higher, but just bear with me, my friends. Um, the Kobe fadeaway, like, is virtually unstoppable. Uh, you know, with the back to the rim, below the elbow or below the three-point line, uh, shit, even at the three-point line, <laughs> like, the Kobe fadeaway was, you know, pretty spot on every time. Uh, number three, uh, one hell of a move, uh, AI. AI's crossover is like, man. Like as far as I'm concerned, he invented that damn crossover. Uh, I, I felt like I feel like no one did it better. Um, no one could do it better, even in today's game. I I just feel like Allen Iverson's crossover is unstoppable. Uh, and then number two, I have the sky hook from Kareem. Ah. Um, no one has ever. No one is has even replicated it. Like it is. It's a move of, you know, just like pure brilliance and his stature allows him to be able to do that and accomplish it and be successful with it every single time. Like, my God, like when whenever, you know, he pulled that out of, his, you know, his bag of tricks, uh, it was virtually unstoppable. And then uh, number one, um, pretty obvious would be the MJ fadeaway, uh, which is where Kobe got it from. If we're, you know, being honest with ourselves. Uh, Michael J- or Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan's <laughs> fadeaway uh, is is just flawless. Like it was always good. Yeah, the MJ fadeaway is crazy. Okay, so. I I can live with all those. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm gonna take a little bit more time on this one. Okay, so num take your time. Number we got time. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, this is tough because all those are. They're man, they're all pretty good. I got I, I have I have honorable mentions. Like I'll give you some honorable mentions. I got the James Harden step back because yeah. that was crazy. The Ginobili Euro step, the Dwayne Wade Euro step, yeah. which I believe he got from Ginobili. I have that uh that Jamal Crawford double behind the back pro hop. Dude, stupid move and just fun to watch. And then everyone's still doing it. Even I practice it. Is the uh, that sham god, the little sham and cheese? Yeah, that's something else. That's something else. You throw it. You throw it out one hand and snatch it back the other. So those are kind of like my honorable mentions. Okay. But yeah. All right. So number five, I'm gonna go because I'm I'm gonna try and pick some different ones here. Okay. That's so fair. number five, I like it. I'm gonna go with Kevin McHale's post moves. Oh. Okay. Right? The man of a thousand post moves. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Number four, I'll, I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Jordan. I'm gonna go Jordan Kobe fadeaway. I'm gonna do both of them in one right there. Number four. That's fair. That's fair because they're identical. If we're being honest. Yep. Um, let's see here. Number three, I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Steph Curry's shot and. Mm. Yep. Steph Curry pulling up from anywhere on the floor. And even more than that, I think what he's 
done a lot of is the the shot and then just turn around and start running back on defense and not even watch it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he knows it's the perfect wrist right? work. Yeah, again from thirty. <laughs> so I'm gonna pull one out here that, and and my list by the way is in no particular order. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna pull out Chris Weber's jumper from the elbow. Really? Anyone who ever watched that Sacramento Kings team with Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, yeah. dude, you yeah, give it, Peter. dude, you give yeah. it to Weber on the elbow. He doesn't even jump. He just flicks it with the wrist, and it's money every single time. I've seen it. I know the footage. You're right. That's a good one. Okay. And then I obviously would have to go with Allen Iverson's crossover. Yes, sir. That's the one. I have to. Yeah, I only again I I only put MJ above that, uh, as well as Kareem because those those moves were not only were they unstoppable but they were they were pioneers of those moves, which is why AI's crossover, you know, a, as much as they would try and duplicate it, he just would do it in a fashion that like he would either speed it up or he'd slow it down or he'd double it up like it was just he had so many variations of it. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. I agree. And again, that's my favorite player of all time. So I will never uh, disagree with someone that uh, puts AI in the top three or top five of anything. And notice how he's always in the top five of everything. Yeah. Because he's a bona fide killer. killer. He's a monster. Like, it was... I couldn't... I'm still upset at the fact that he, you know, he didn't get that ring. Or just one. But... I mean, you know, it, it, it like, is what get, it is. Get this man we, some we, help. God. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like, let's build. Come on, man. Let's build around this guy. So I definitely understand uh, why AI is at the top five or in the top ten for most of the discussions. Yeah. Makes sense. I'd say that's a pretty good list right there. Okay. Um, do we have anything else right now? We got the Gronk and we got those lists. I think that's good for the, for right now. Okay, perfect. All right, guys. Um, we're actually going to take a quick break. Uh, we will be right back uh, with, you know, some more straight-up sports talk. And we are back. Um, again, you are listening to Straight Up Sports Talk with Josh and Chris. My name is Chris, a.k.a. C-Style, S-T-Y-L-E. I have it, you don't. And again, with me as always is Mr. Crockett, who needs absolutely no introduction. What's going on, man? Thank you, sir. What's happening? Of course. You know, let's do it. Let's get to it. So, I'll throw this at you right away here. Let's do it. Last time I didn't want to speak on too much because, you know, ah. I, don't, I don't speak on another another man's name, but... Now that the uh, the Last Dance documentary has aired, the first two episodes, um, a little bit more of what I was talking about last episode has come out, and that's uh, the gambling of Michael Jordan. And like, yeah, man, I saw I saw some of that. Um, uh, I saw a, a brief, like a uh, little, you know, I, I saw a brief uh, scene of that where he, I think it was Danny Ainge. Uh, the the night before one of the you know one of the bigger games or to start the series where they were on the golf course and you know he he 
gambled a little bit of money. It wasn't crazy. I mean, a little to him. I was thinking I, I would love to have that little money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, that, that, you know, that chump change for him. Yeah, um, that was a mere gambled. 50 grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they gambled a little bit. And then, you know, Jordan lost all that money. And, you know, he dealt with it. But I did remember uh, watching uh, Jordan tell a friend to tell Danny Ainge and say, hey, I got something for you tonight. Because, you know, he was sour about the fact that he had lost all that money and put that money up. And he went crazy. I think he went he off. Went, didn't he go off for like 50 or 55 or something? Yeah, something like that. Like 53 or something something around there. Oh, like, wait. Pre- or was it 63? It was 63. Yeah, that's 63. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was... Yeah, it was nuts. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't call that a poor sport. I would just call that something of like revenge or vengeance. I mean, however you want to look at it. Dude, but, he uh, was a killer, bro. Yeah, he uh, he was definitely mad about that money. <laughs> no, of course. Dude, that is a straight up assassin that can turn the switch on real quick. Yeah, at a moment's notice. I remember there was that, there was one part in that in one of those episodes when Scottie Pippen was like, yeah. Mike bought me a, a pair of golf clubs and, the, and the, the narrator, whoever, whatever it was, the guy interviewing was like, oh, that's pretty nice. You know, like, you know, he buys you a pair of golf clubs when, when you, you guys are playing together, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Scotty was like, yeah, he bought me the golf club so that he could take my money from me on the golf course. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what an absolute killer mindset like this guy yeah yeah hustling children yeah yeah like you suck at golf let's do a game that i'm relatively good at let's try it wow yeah man um do you think that like it was that big of a problem i mean obviously gambling is an issue like if we're being like if we're being honest like we know that you know gambling can become a bit of an not a bit of an addiction but definitely an addiction something that can you know really you know turn your life absolutely upside down so i'm asking you do you think that it became so problematic that he couldn't perform at the level necessary i think that he could perform but i think that there was just too many outside distractions like i forget who it was that said it but he put three hundred thousand dollars on a putt wow like that's wild yeah, that's insane. That's not like I I'll take half of that and live a glorious life. Yeah, you're you're putting a house on a putt. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. How yeah, how damn are or how damn good are you on that green? Like wow. So that hey, that is a very good question though. I never really thought about it like if that affected him in a way to where like he couldn't perform. I don't know, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe it was a distraction for him. Yeah, like, like I just, I, I, the more that I learned about the fact that he had, that gambling was an issue for him, I wanted to under, I mean, like, he's, the guy still had six championships, like, yeah. you know, so it's like, I, I still would want to know that what if six would have been seven, like, or, you know, like, what if he, he didn't take that, that brief moment or, or, you know, that brief stint into baseball, like, was that part of the reason that he decided to say, you know what? I need to step away from this because I have this issue or, you know, or, or whatever. I, I'm just I'm just curious as to, you know, know if it was something that was problematic for him. Like it was something that he had to deal with on a regular basis because he was addicted to it or he found, uh, 
joy in it somehow or one way or another I, I don't know I just I just thought that it raised the question dude yeah I, I, I need to know more yeah I mean well we're definitely gonna know more because they're releasing more episodes again it's a series I believe it's a 10 part series right isn't that what you told me yeah 10 part yeah 10 part series um do you happen to know when the next episode is out like or yeah I think they're each weekend each weekend okay because I'm I'm looking forward to learning more um, and even still, like just you know, watching the film and the the old highlights of him is absolutely mesmerizing, because he was he was unbelievable. Yeah, I said, uh, like, someone had had said something about like uh, the twenty four hour casino benders and the high stakes card games and stuff. Yeah, that would go on like during the playoffs. Yeah, I'm That's like nuts. Please, please give me more. Like, I I need more of this information. And still turn right around the next day and just go, like, put up 45, 50 points and win the game and just, like, like it's nothing. Like, I was just like, are you that good at your craft that you're able to, you know, risk it late hours gambling and, you know, feeding your addiction if if it was an addiction? I, again, I don't know. I'm not – I'm just speculating. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think at that point it probably is an addiction. Like, you might be able to fund the addiction, but it's still an addiction. That's fair, right? It's a fair assessment. You're not wrong. It's a fair assessment. Dude, let me. I'm gonna throw this out there. This this doesn't have pertain to the gambling, but I read that uh, from '95 to '97, the Bulls were favored in 185 straight games. Wait, like consecutive? Consecutive. Wow. Think That's, about that. Um, yeah, I'm. I that's why I said wow. That's remarkable. <laughs> that's over <laughs> two seasons long. Like get out yeah, of here, bro. Yeah, that's OD. Oh, there's 82 games in a season, or was it 88 at that time? Well, no, I mean, 80, 80, 82 because yeah. they had they set the record 72 and 10. Uh, okay, you're right. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. That's nuts. That's insane. Oh, 180. Yeah, 85, and you're just like favored. You're just like, yep, they're gonna win it. Like we know they are. Wow. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to feel about that. That's besides the fact that it's it's unbelievable. Like, you just walk out on the court and like, yes, we are better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guarantee you that opposing teams looked at their schedule and, like, picked out when they had to deal with the Bulls. 100%. Yep. Oh, yeah. You looked at your schedule and you're like, damn, on this day I got to deal with him on, you know, I got to deal with Michael on this day. Oh, thank God Scotty's hurt. Jeez. Okay, cool. I got to deal with Dennis and his, you know, mental like, or <laughs> psychological. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His psychological warfare. Like, geez. So, yeah, dude, that's that's nuts. Yeah, uh, not necessarily pertaining to the Bulls, but I also saw that uh, I, I watched this thing on Gary Payton, right? Oh, okay. And he said that the player that he hated to play against the most was John Stockton. What? Yeah, he said John Stockton would never talk a word of trash. He would just stare at you, quote unquote, like a zombie, and then proceed to throw up 15 assists and, you know, 12 crucial points on you every night. That's psychological warfare at its finest. Yeah, he said... Ladies and gentlemen, that's incredible. Like, I can't get under his skin. I can't get in... He doesn't say a word. All he does is just stare at you. Wow. Yeah, that's just, that's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm playing my game. I don't care what game you're playing, but I'm playing mine. 
And I know that my game is going to, you know, do better than whatever the hell it is that you're attempting. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. Um, I love it because I could never do that. I'm one hell of a trash talker. I don't get down like that. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's admirable. That's kind of dope. Because, I mean, if you know anything about Gary Payton, the glove, like, you know, he's talking some crazy stuff. He's probably taking some really, really, like, you know, pretty crazy jabs. And for you to just continue to hold a straight face and, you know, be a zombie, as he put it, uh, that says a lot about your character and it says a lot about your game. Yes. I think that, I think John Stockton was heavily underrated. Like extremely, this, this man is the, the career assist leader in the NBA. And I don't know the exact numbers, but I do know that second place is Jason Kidd, And we all know how good he was, right? Mm-hmm. John Stockton is over 3,500 assists more than Jason Kidd. You want to talk about a selfless teammate. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, you want to get your team, get your teammates going. Get your teammate, you know, started. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's incredible. That's awesome. Right? And I think when, uh, when they went to Barcelona, the dream team. Yep. Uh, I still have that. I still have that basketball card, as a matter of hell fact. Hell yeah. That's John awesome. Stockton, he walked around and, and like was talking to people and seeing if they knew who John Stockton was. And no wait, one wait, 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 wait. So, so John Stockton, I just wanted to make sure I'm following. John Stockton him, himself was walking around to his teammates and was like, hey, do you know who I am? Kind of thing. No, he was walking around to random people there watching oh, okay. the, the Olympics. Okay. Like, and no one even knew who he was. And this is the best assist guy in the NBA. Part of the dream team, like NBA All-Star. Olympic no, gold medalist. Like, no <laughs> fans knew who he was. And he was the one talking to him. Wow. That's awesome. Right? I it's mean, crazy. it's not awesome, but it's like nuts. Right? Yeah. that That's, wow. Talk about being unappreciated and take it for granted. Because John Stockton was really, really fun to watch. Extremely fun to watch. He, some of the some of the dimes and the passes that he would drop, like wide open, or Dude, just that, that's the pick and roll, Stockton and Malone. That's where they came yep. from. Yep, correct. A high pick and roll. Yes. Yep, I know that one for sure. But I just want to say, I got love for John Stockton, Gonzaga University. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Again, random Snapple fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had no idea about the, that one. So. The, pe- the people will hear. I'll just start throwing them out more and more. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, yo, that guy just throws out facts that even I didn't know. Cause, so, yeah, man. That Gonzaga. Okay. Makes sense. But, yeah, he's very, very good. Him, him and Malone, they, they, if they are in a different era and they don't have to play against Jordan and Pippen, they, they could do some damage. Oh, yeah. Easy. But okay. Um, do we got anything else for for today for tonight? Be, before we wrap it up, I want to add one more thing. Okay. You know how patriotic I am, right? Okay. So, 16 years ago today, I posted this on the Instagram page. Uh, Pat Tillman was sh- shot and killed. Friendly fire. This is the same man that passed up no. on. 
multiple millions of dollars to serve his country to serve his country and he was actually a ranger uh which basically equals he's a freaking badass yeah and uh yeah so that's that's a, a completely selfless individual and whether you support the military whether you support whatever that's a guy that deserves everyone's respect and recognition for sure and, and recognition and yeah i just wanted to, to give him a shout out because that that's a role model right there that's someone you can look up to that's someone that puts everybody else first yeah i i agree i have nothing more to say i couldn't have said that better myself so yeah I, I, yeah yeah i have nothing that's it and and that what a great way to wrap it up yeah pat tillman god bless you sir rest in peace that's it r.i.p pat tillman um again guys uh thank you for tuning in for the third episode uh season one third episode of straight up sports talk with josh and chris uh it's been a pleasure dude i love talking to you um i can't wait until episode four we will be back very soon bro episode episode four i got that uh last dance episodes three and four to talk about too oh i'm oh i will be watching very i will be i'll be glued (laughs) it's gonna get weird yeah let's get weird let's get weird yeah all right man you guys have a good one you have a good one sir mr crockett you have a good one thank you sir talk to you of course i'll talk to you